0: As well. Somebody say new land. new land. Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. I'm going to sit down today. I say that all the time. I really probably will sit here. Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. Maybe this is right. I'm You got to say a guy? just Jenny and Ron. And I believe they're twins. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to start step, right? Isaiah 55, uh, verse 8 through 9. Let me tell you guys this. The sermon from last Sunday... I've been contemplating on post, but it will be on video record and post. Some people will really be really touched by it and saying, hey, I'd like to hear that again or whatever. So it will be on, on record. Uh, if you are ever interested in how you can follow some of our sermons and want to rehear it again, see Chelsea in the back and she can explain to you very easy way that you guys can follow along and remember the series is if you miss a Sunday and things of that nature. because. The series that we're in New Land is very important for you to follow along. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, for my for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways my, nor 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 are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so is my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Father, we give you glory, we give you praise. For the next few minutes, as I minister the word, I ask that you open the hearts and the minds of the people. That they can block out life for the next few minutes. And hear what the Lord is saying today to them. You knew they would be here before the day they were born, and so you have a word for them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. There's a couple of movies that I used to like growing up. How many like Rocky Balboa? Yeah. Quite sure. How, how many hands. How many have seen Karate Kid? Oh yeah, of course. Right. One of my favorite scenes in Karate Kid is Karate Kid was inspiring to be. Uh, 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 he wanted to do karate. He was getting beat up. Right, I don't like bullies. I can't stand bullies. When I hear stories about bullies, it just it does something to me. Right, and so there was a part in that story where he was getting bullied, and he, he saw Mr. Miyagi. Huh? Yeah, you know Mr. Miyagi, right? And so one thing I like about that is he went to this guy. And he was like, "I want to learn how to fight." Right? He was really excited and trying to learn how to fight. And what was interesting is Mr. Miyagi's take on the whole situation. <laughs> He showed up getting ready to fight, getting ready to learn how to do karate, and he was like, no, no, no! I want you to, you us see I was there, y'all, you're in the movie now. To watch the cars. And then he had him, and so he did that, he thought the next day he came, you're gonna teach me how to fight, right? You're gonna teach me how to do some karate. I cleaned the cars, now you're gonna teach me how to do karate. That's like, oh, how many boys play football in here? I would say, if I, if, you, if I say you guys want to play football this season, I say, yeah, all right. Here's what I want you to do: you first need to take this ballet class, right? And, and so then you have, then we see the value of what you really want. If you really want to do it. you're doing it. So anyway, he shows up the next day and he has him painting a fence. He didn't want to be a painter. He wants to do what? Right. So he has him painting a fence. Mr. Miami's sitting back, paint the fence, right? And, and then he painted the fence, and then it was a way to do it. Y'all ready? Up, down. Up, down, right? And do you know why he taught him that? Come here, Dre. Come on, hustle up. So, so he, he had him wax the fence, right? I mean, he had to paint the fence. Yeah. He had to, but, he, but he didn't just paint like this, he had to do up, down, like that, right? Remember? Yeah. So, like, throw a punch to the face, up, uh-huh. right? Throw one to the bottom, down. Oh, yeah. So he was teaching him karate, but at the end of the day, he didn't think they could. He didn't know that that's what he was doing. So while he was painting the fence, he was teaching him something, right? Also, he had him do wax on. on, 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 (laughs) Y'all gonna wake up. up. This is good, right? Y'all ain't gotta do nothing but listen. This This is a good story. Are you with me? It's funny. Wax on. Wax off, right? And so that that was, he was blocking right here. And then he was blocking right here. Are you guys with me? And so here's what's crazy is he was getting so frustrated. He was like, "Man, I want to learn karate because this idea of karate wasn't painting fences. It wasn't doing any of that, right?" He didn't understand the thinking of Mr. Miyagi, but Mr. Miyagi was way more knowledgeable in, his, in, in, in what he was going to need for him to be successful. Right. Right. Sometimes we don't understand. Why God has us doing certain things, sometimes in our natural humanity, it doesn't make any sense. When are you going to get me the prayer answer? When are you going to, I need to see a glimpse of what I've asked for and what I see, but you got me over here. Yes. 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 And a lot of times, so that's why the Bible says that his ways, are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Abundant Life, the greatest challenge to all of us as Christians to reach, into is, 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 is reaching the level of maturity is to completely trust God. Our greatest challenge is to completely trust God. And the reason why it's such a challenge is because we don't understand why God uh, has us doing things that He has us doing. Right. It, it, we don't understand why what we expect God to do doesn't necessarily come uh, in the natural. Sometimes our, our expectations just we have certain expectations from God and it just it doesn't always pan out that way. It seems reasonable to us that God would open a sort, certain door of opportunity for us, but instead God closes the door. I'm going to keep it real this morning. Yeah. It seems reasonable that God would bring us out of a time of trial and tribulations after we've asked him to. But it seems like he allows the trial and the tribulation to go on longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It seems reasonable, doesn't it? That God would give us exactly what we asked for when we pray for it. But it seems like he gives us the opposite or something completely different. All right. And when God does these things, that that when God doesn't do the things that we ask Him, people get disappointed. People get disillusioned with God. People get angry with God. People get bitter with God. People even lose their faith and they they completely give up on God, just because things are not going the way they think they should go, or they don't, or they get frustrated because they don't. They think that God should be doing it a certain way, yeah, and when we look at the scriptures, um, I don't know a, a, about this, but but I'll speak for myself. I don't even understand when I look at the scriptures why God uh, uh, commanded Moses to take to take the children through the Red Sea. Yeah. All why right. Why could He just take them a whole nother way? Right. All right. He's God. Yes. But He had them go through a Red Sea. Have you ever thought about stuff like that? Yeah. Like we read those scriptures, like, man, that's amazing how God. But wait a minute, he's God. He could have just had him go around it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. Why, why, does, why did God allow Joseph to be thrown in a pit and carried uh, uh, off as a slave to Egypt versus just telling him, I need you to go to Egypt? Right. Hmm. Why did God have little young Goliath? I mean, David go have to take a slingshot shot to knock out Goliath? Uh-huh. He could have just zapped Goliath. Yes. <laughs> Think about that. Right. Right. Think about the children of Israel against a Red Sea and have to, have to experience fear and anxiety. Walk with me, church. Okay. And have to go through a Red Sea. Right. Why did they have to go through all of that? Why did David have to go find an army standing behind him, and David had to go find stones and, and try and kill a Goliath? Thank God he did. But why did David have to go through all of that? All right. Why did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have to go in a fiery furnace for the, the holy, for Jesus to be the fourth man walk in there and save him? From? yes, it preaches good. Yes, it sounds good. But what about?" Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that had to go through that it didn't make sense to them. We forget about that. Right. That's right. All right. Are you with me, church? Yeah. Even in the life we live today, why does God allow? Maybe I just think these things, y'all. y'all think, why does God allow sickness and disease and cancer? Why doesn't God just not... Okay, I'll be preaching. I'll I'm in here by myself. It's fine. Why doesn't God, which has power in his hands, just wipe out cancer? Pastor, I'm with you on that. I, I don't understand that. Like, why, does he, why doesn't he just knock those things out? Why does he allow these things to happen the way they happen? I was going through a challenging situation here, a pocket of season of change and challenges, and my wife and I—I'm talking—we did from A to Z, prayed, you know, believed, claimed, walked in faith, did all of the remedies you're supposed to do on a situation that we were believing God for, and he went in a completely—he literally said no and went into a completely different direction. And so the answers to these questions are found in the scriptures today. I'm going to help you understand why these things happen. Is that okay? Number one, write down number one. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. What you think in your mind, remember this. God doesn't think that way. That's the Bible. God says, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Verse 6 is, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. In the verse, God is doing a comparison. He's comparing something. He's comparing your thoughts to his thoughts. He's addressing that because we. he addresses it in Scripture because he knows in our humanity we would wonder why God does things the way he does them. So he tells us in Scripture that, Right now, he's telling us, let me just help you understand why you guys don't understand, because my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh-huh. He's telling you. Yes. He knew that you would be in a world living today and wonder why God doesn't do things in a certain way. So he put it in scripture to say, guess what? My thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh-huh. One of the hardest things as humans to accept is God doesn't think the way we think. See, he, and here's why we think that our views on politics are correct. We think our views on how to parent our children are correct. We think our views on how to coach the teams, how the coach should coach the team. I know how, our, my, I know how my son's coach should coach the team. Don't let me go in there, Coach no. Don't let me do it. I I, I, I feel like I have good reason. Come on, somebody. I feel like y'all have good reason why the politics... You have great reasons on politics and answers to war and all this other stuff, right? right? But at the end of the day, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And we don't just... We don't just think our thoughts and our viewpoints on life is right. We think that... God should make decisions the way we see them. Many people believe that they can actually run certain situations in our in, in our life better than the way God is running. it. No, no, no I don't, Pastor. Right? I know that God is working the <laughs> way he's doing it. No, 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 no. You think that because you study every single day, you should get an A on the test. Right. You think that because you work hard on the football field, you should score touchdowns all the time. You think because you raise your children, you read the word, you pray, that they all should be in church, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized. That's what you think. We think that because... Is it, am I right, church? We have a lot of value in the way we think. We think, man, God, I know I'm thinking right, so how are you not performing the things that, the way I think? It just it just makes sense. And most people think that, that we have... I could do job, God's job. So when you step into that, you think that you could do God's job. Oh, see Lord. My Lord. What do you mean, Pastor? I don't think that. No, because you get frustrated yeah. when God doesn't do yeah. When God doesn't do it the way you want it done, and when he doesn't answer the prayer the way He wants it answered, you get frustrated and angry with God. That tells me you know better than him. Right. It was funny if God gave us the keys and said, here, you now are God. What would end up happening is the first thing we would do is we would take care of our family. Yeah. Take care of our friends. Right. Make sure all my family is oh. believed. believe going to heaven. No. We, would, we, would, we would pour into our family. But it's the complete opposite of what God did 2000 years ago. He didn't do nothing for himself, but he gave his only begotten son. And before any of us get puffed up and proud and thinking that we have the right answers, we have to remember that you live in a fallen world and that our minds have been warped by the dysfunction of sin and uh, 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 by by the the deceitfulness of sin. and and that we are are in an environment of a dying, we were born, since the day you were born, you're living in an environment of corrupt, Deceitfulness. You were born into sin. You were born into lying. You were born into deceiving. Your mind has been warped by the way this world and this system is. We think about ourself. We try to get over There is self-gratification. There's lust. There's envy. There's immorality. There's sin. There's disease. There's all kind of false prophets. There's false religion. There's wickedness. There's witchcraft. There's all this stuff in this murdering and killing and wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of disgustingness, health disease, people just destroying their life and here people stealing and lying and cheating and manipulating and doing all this stuff and we're here in this world and then without, regardless if you like it or not, your mind gets sometimes saturated in this disgusting place called earth. So a minute before you start getting angry and frustrated at God about what he's not doing, the King of Kings, and He sits in a place called Heaven, and He sees things from such a clear perspective. He's never had dealt with sin; He knows nothing about sin. He does not touch with all of this mess and this, this disease and all these things. And the decisions that He makes from your for your life comes from a a pure place, yes. God. a loving place, oh, God. and Him Him knowing and all His knowing. He says, "The Bible says, For God so loved.'" Yeah. the world that he gave his only begotten son yeah. Romans and so you say pastor you're right I'm dealing with all this disgusting stuff on earth but I still feel like I have a good idea of what God should be doing in my life and how he should be doing but actually, he should be doing it but I'm gonna tell you even with your best thinking even with your most uh, 20 20 days of fasting in get a theology degree, you still will never understand the mysteries and the thinking of God. His ways are not your ways. and His thoughts are not your thoughts. He's God Almighty. What do I do? And so even the Bible tells us that, you know what, your mind can't handle it. And that's why the Bible tells us that your mind can't handle it because he says it in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He says, be not conformed to this world. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hold on you guys. What does that mean? That means every day you need to renew your mind because without you even trying it, your mind can get saturated with such nasty mess that your whole thinking begins to change. Renewing. So there's been seasons where your mind has been so focused on the will of God. I'm praying, I'm in church, I'm reading my word, I'm closer to God. I feel His presence, I feel His blessings, I have clarity in my decisions. But then we relax and then we start getting involved with the world, and then our mind gets saturated with the world, and then we go back and forth with this whole thing. And that's why God says you've got to be renewing your mind. Because if you're not renewing it and thinking that my mind is good, you risk, you run the risk of it going in the wrong direction and you making yes. wrong decisions. Yes. Right. Amen. Yeah. 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 See, God, on the other hand, He, he, he dwells... Here, here's, here's what you got to understand. God dwells in a sinless environment. His mind and His thoughts have never been contaminated by sin. God knows things mm. we don't know. God sees things we don't see. Yes. God understands things that we don't understand. Yes. Yes. God sits at a place on the banisters of heaven God. and he makes decisions from a clear place, from a pure place. He says, "My, therefore my my thoughts are, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have the mental intellect to, to even understand what he does and why he does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard because when he does things the way we don't think they work, it really crushes us. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to help you understand something. You have to trust that he's God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's it. Number two, God's ways are not your ways. Nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as high as the heavens are above you, so are my ways higher than your ways. My ways. The way he handles things is different than the way we handle them. My ways. I know your ways, man. You got some ways. That's how your your ways are, right? Right. His ways deal with the way he does things. His ways. Okay. Are are you understanding me? God allows us to go through certain things um, but when we go through those things it causes us to trust Him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I don't know why His ways show me that I need to trust Him because that's how He's done it before and that's His ways and maybe if God did give you the keys you would do things differently. Pastor Donnie I would I would end all war And I would end all criminal activity And I would heal the sick I would put a beautiful rainbow in the sky every day Whether it was raining or not If I was God Which makes total sense But God's ways don't make any sense In our humanity How many can agree with that today? At the end of the day God's ways are not your ways They're higher than us His ways are better than our ways Somebody say, they're better They're better God dwells in heaven where there is no sin and so he knows better. And we see this more show up in our life when he doesn't answer prayer. We pray for patience and maybe, I don't know if you guys can relate to these things I wrote down. We pray for patience and what does God do? He sends a difficult or demand, demanding per person in our life, <laughs> because in His divine wisdom He knows that nothing is going to increase our patience like the flame of a trial. Right. How, how many say, "Well, I, I, I pray for God to give me to bless me with more strength." What does God do? He puts a tough situation that shows you just how weak you are yeah. and how helpless you are without Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we pray. That God would increase our faith. And what does he do? He allows us to experience loss or something that will cause us to trust him even more. But we, we pray for peace. And what does God do? He allows us to go through a stressful situation where we can only know him as peace. I believe I've got some people here that can 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 relate to what I'm saying. We, we, we ask God for prayer. I ask God for strength. And what does he do? He gives me a more difficult situation. Yeah, that, I'm going to talk about myself again. I've prayed. For, I'm going to say it this way. I've prayed for more wisdom. And God has given me more problems to solve. That's right. I, I've prayed for more patience. And God has placed me in situations which has forced me to wait. That's right. I've prayed for more love. And God has given me more troubled people to help pray for favor and God has given me not much opportunity. Alright. All right. But I don't receive, hear this closely. I've never received necessarily what I wanted all the time. That's right. But I've always received what I need. Yes. Right. That's why it's hard for someone in here, be careful, listen closely. To raise your hand and say, Pastor Donnie, I don't have everything I need. Mm. We can raise our hands and say, I don't have everything I want. But I need shoes, I have them on. I need a car, I have a car. I need transportation. There is transportation out there. I need some type of income. God's blessing me with some money. I need some food to put in my belly. And I need to hit the gym. No, I'm just kidding. I, 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 I need lights on, and, and I have lights. I need friends, and God has given me people to talk to, if I need to talk to somebody. And God has given me everything I need, and he's given me, above all that, he's given me him. Amen. So I have all of, all, of, all of what I need, but well, you might not have everything you want. And it correlates with what the scripture says. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 4, 19, but God shall supply all of my needs. It doesn't say he will supply all of my wants. All right. All right. And so we stop getting frustrated with God because are you frustrated because you don't have everything you want? Or are you frustrated because you don't have everything you need? Right. <laughs> now, if you don't have everything you need, I get that and let's work through that. But nine times out of 10... God has given you what you need and if you don't have what you need and you ask him for what you need keyword need, he is faithful to give you to give it to you but nowhere in the scripture says he'll give you what you want so stop being frustrated that you don't have what you want are you with me church? number one, God's thoughts are not our thoughts number two, God's ways are not our ways number three, God's ways are always right God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are uh, higher than our ways. And it, it only stands that we should always then trust that he's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. If, if his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts, then we need to trust that he's always right. That's right. Are you with me, church? Yeah. So why is it hard for us to yield to his ways then? Because his ways are unpredictable if his ways are right and his thoughts are always right then we should we should just trust in everything he does he's God God. he's in heaven he has a pure pure mind pure thinking why is it so hard for us to trust him Mm. why was it hard for Miyagi uh, Daniel Daniel's son (laughs) (laughs) Ah, don't don't let me do it Ah, why was it so hard for him to just be obedient and trust the person that knows what they're doing it didn't make sense because Miyagi what he was telling him his ways the way he was acting and the way he was thinking didn't match what he needed that example is true because it's a challenge for us to trust God completely, yes. Because He knows way better and He has the answer. Church, yes. are you with me, guys? Yes. And the reason, so reason why Pastor Donnie is hard for me is because His ways and His thoughts are unpredictable, unpredictable. Because you know what God will do, Jenny, is He'll He'll bless me and He'll give me a miracle, mm-hmm. but then I'll have a I'll lose a thousand dollars tomorrow. Right. You you know what I'm saying? Like, God will will give you a promotion, but then all of a sudden you're going to have a family issue where there's now depression. The reason why it's hard to trust him is because his ways and his thoughts are so unpredictable. Are you with me? You can go home and watch Joel Osteen preach a sermon, but then tomorrow you heard that a pastor committed suicide. Y'all don't like this. I'm saying that here, here's what you've got to get out of your mind. Stop trying to figure out God right. and just trust him yes. with all of your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. There is rest and there's peace in saying, I just trust you. This dude, Daniel, began to start doing good in karate when he just said, you know what? I'm just going to paint the fence and I'm just going to wax on. My, I'm going to wax off. I came to Abundant Life to say, stop trying to figure out God and just do what he's saying for you to do. Well, he's saying for you to get up in the morning, get up in the morning. He's saying to pray, pray. If he's saying to you You should believe God for big things. You should have big faith. You should go out believing God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because I don't want you to get to heaven one day and look at how big our God is and say, man, I should have asked for more. I should have believed for more. I should have had more peace. I should have had more joy. Man, I'm up in heaven. Wow, you're such a big God should have asked for way more when I was yeah. down on that earth yeah. Yeah. are you with me church yes. are you with me Josiah uh-huh. <laughs> are you understanding me church yes. we're trying to figure out what is happening I'm telling you church we don't understand what's happening and why it's happening but we have to trust God Listen, there is no remedy. This will preach all day. And this is for this church. There is no remedy to getting God to do something you want him to do. I'm going to go to church every year this year. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my word, I'm going to tithe, I'm going to do all these things, I'm going to show up, I'm going to be nice to my neighbor, I'm going to travail, I'm going to believe, I'm going to sow, I'm going to do all these things, I'm going to give, and then God is going to answer, he's going to show up and do the things that I want him to do, that does not work our God is sovereign he does what he wants, when he wants, you cannot persuade him to do anything, how many parents in here how many parents, grandparents, it doesn't matter your child comes up to you and says i got five a's i've been doing all my work i've been doing what i'm supposed to do dad i, I, I clean the house i got straight a's i did everything i'm supposed to do you know what i want to drive your car down the street <laughs>
1: he did all of that
0: thinking at the end of the day you were going to give him but at the end of the day you know better than your son you know what he's doing and guess what you're going to make the decisions you want to make regardless of what he does and what you end up saying is I'm glad you did all that but the answer is no I came to save somebody from something right now just fall in love Jesus. Stop trying to figure it out when he's going to do it. Maybe he'll do it next season. Maybe he's going to help them next year. Maybe they'll get delivered this time. Maybe they'll be free this time. Maybe he'll bless me with all money next month. Maybe he's going to do it this month. Stop worrying about all of that. I've been praying, I've been believing, I've been doing all this stuff, and he ain't answered yet. They got blessing, they got crazy. But what they've been they've been living like crazy and then God just And then we get frustrated when he doesn't do it. I'm, not, I'm just going to stop coming to church. Right. I, I'll give God. Yeah. It's so real. I'm a pastor. I dealt with it. I don't know. He ain't done it. Give me a scripture ring then. Are you kidding me? He's stuck. And guess what? When you're done throwing your fit, at the end of the day, when you're in real trouble, guess what name comes out of your mouth? Jesus. When you're about to get in an accident, Jesus. When you get bad news, you don't have to say amen. You know? When you get a bad news, you're going to call on the name of Jesus. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the king of kings and the Lord. He's the only one that can do it. He's Alpha and he's Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the Jehovah Jireh. He's the king of true will be done he'll do it when he wants to church yes. because he's God yes. Yes. I think I got it now Thank you. I think he's yes. going to do it now yeah. uh, I know he's going to bless me now oh, yes. wow. <laughs> fall in love with him yes. All he wants is his love. Right. You want to look at what he what he is? Mm-hmm. He's a God of love. Yeah. The first act he gave his yeah. only begotten son. Yes. He wants love back. Yeah. So the question is, what does your relationship look like with God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. you didn't call when you need him, you run him away. But how's your devotion? Jesus. How much time do you spend with him? All right. How much time do you spend Telling them how amazing he is Uh, and how good he is and how much you love him. Yeah, you got to go to work, you got to pay bills, you got to do kids, you got to run around, all that stuff stuff is fine. But you know, how many times do you just get on your knees and and just pray to God? When was the last time you spent a good 20 to 30 minutes in prayer and in Thanksgiving with God? I'm talking everybody here. It doesn't matter what age you are. He loves you so much, but how come you can't put that in your regimen? You want Him to do so much for you, but how much time do you spend with Him? Just you and Him. Not asking and coming heavy with worry, but just thanking Him and loving Him. Do you wait till we get in there and worship God when, when, when the music comes on? or Do you know how to put on worship music and put on your earphones and... Do a long walk. Just begin to worship and, and you you fall in love and just tears begin to roll down your face because they just had presence. And you know what's funny is when you're in that time with him, you actually feel him come close. Yes. Boom. Yes. Because guess what? He All he wants is that. All right. All right. You're going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. Yeah, fine. What he wants is love and time with you. Yeah. church, At times we might understand the things that are happening in our life. I told you last Sunday that God is about to do something new here at Abundant Life. And He's about to do something in your life as well. But between now and the manifestation of what God is going to do for us, Joshua tells us something to do. Joshua Joshua says in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself. For tomorrow the Lord will do something amazing among you. Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do something amazing. God's getting ready to do something big out of love in life. He's gonna shift and take us into a new direction. So what do we do between now and then? God's about to do something new and a big shift in your life. You're getting ready to go into a new season. What do you do between now and the manifestation you need to prepare and consecrate yourself. What does that mean? Draw closer to the Lord. Begin to fast and pray. Joshua sets up tent before they cross the Jordan River. Coach, they were getting ready to cross her. They were getting ready to go to where they were supposed to do. Joshua said, hold on, let's set up camp. Let's prepare for what God's getting ready to do for us. Are you preparing for what you've asked for? Are you preparing for the next season in your life? It's time to get prepared. Look at somebody say get prepared. Before God's getting ready to take this church, it's time for us to get prepared. It's time for us to pray for abundant life more. It's time for us to pray for this church more. Yes, there's a the series is called New Land, but God's going to do a new thing. But before we move, we've got to get prepared. All right. All right. Yeah. You have got to get prepared. Yeah. You got to get things in order. That's right. Good. you. have got to pray more. Don't oh, boy, what's going to happen in a month? You can pray more. Right. Pray. Consecrate yourself. come close and get ready for what God is getting ready to do. Are you with me, church? Things might not make sense in this journey called life. I get it. Sometimes it makes no sense. Things might not make sense in how God God runs this church. Things might not make sense in the decision God makes And how he runs this church. Or the decisions he's going to make for the church going forward. But we just learned today that his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Guess what? This is his church and it's not my church. God's going to do what he wants to do with it. Come on, somebody. He's going to do what he wants with it might not sense, make sense of how he's running your home or what's going on with your children and your family, but guess what? He's in control. And guess what? That's the language that you need to give to your children. Stop trying to figure it out for them when they need answers. Just say, you know what you can say? His ways are not my ways. Because if I had my way, you'd be, things would be different right now. His thoughts are not my thoughts. He's in control. How many are with me this morning? And what do I rest in on? I rest in on even though things that don't make sense and there are things that are crazy going on, I rest that all things work together for good good to those that love the Lord. All things are going to work together for good for this church. All things are going to work together good for you. There might be situations that someone's dealing with today. Raise your hands even like this right now. Everyone here. There may be situations right now that you just don't understand. I know you're here. You don't know why it's happening. You don't know how long it will last. You don't even know how the situation is going to even turn out. You actually pray like, God, I want this to change and this to happen. And if you did it, like, we don't even know how to deal with these situations. Or how long am I going to stay like this? How long is it going to be this way? I came to tell you to just trust in the Lord. Trust in him. Trust that he sees, he knows better for us. Trust him. God is saying to this church even today, trust that I am with you in the situation. Trust that I have a purpose for this situation. Trust that I will see you through the situation because I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you. Trust me in the whole thing, God is saying. In Jesus' name, amen. Last scripture. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let's all stand. How many of bless this man? Amen. hands on my shoulder for you pray. Amen. Listen, make sure you're here next Sunday. Somebody say next Sunday. We're going to go deeper into this series on new land, direction God has taken the church. Today, I just wanted to give this church this have peace and rest. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it out. And know that whatever happens going forward in your life, the church's life, whatever happens, God is in control. God is in control. We're not, God's in control. Family, your home, school, God's in control. It's no, it makes absolutely it makes no sense what's going on in my life. Perfect. God's in control. Peace. Just have peace. Just know that God's in control. Rest in that. No more anxiety, no more fear. Rest Know that God's in control. So I say I receive your peace. I give it a I'm us this morning. You're yeah. <laughs> getting ready to pray and get out of here, but guess what? Make sure you be here next Sunday. New Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Abundant Life Long Beach. We hope wherever you are listening that this inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective on how God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We want to thank you for tuning in today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit AbundantLifeLB.com.